Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Elkshade Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man, your host, Welcome to season five. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by discipline, delayed gratification, and being accountable to yourself. This podcast is about finding the high road, working hard every day, creating the best possible version of yourself. Our values are faith, family, fitness, finances, elk hunting, and career. Our guiding principles are authenticity, transparency, and out hustling the competition. Our podcast is brought to you by Buck Knives, Onyx Hunt, Vortex Optics, Wilderness Athlete, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Crispy USA, Matthews Archery, Kufaru International, and BlackOvis.com. Yo, Elkshade Podcast, what's up? Week 4 September, Dan the Fitness Man, sitting down with Jake the Webb, cameraman extraordinaire, Elk Hunter. Jake, let's talk about the last week of September. Depending on when you took your time off, you know, a lot of guys, myself included, have been there where you're kind of like, you got one last big push in you. You're burned all your vacation. You haven't punched a tag yet. It's go time. You have until the 30th or whatever the date is where this is it. And then your season's done. So you kind of have to like risk it for the biscuit, but you also are kind of hunting elk that have been definitely pressured for sure. They're still pretty vocal. Peak rut's not necessarily over. And in some instances, it's actually still building with momentum, but but definitely the elk have been messed with. So you got you got some things going against you. You don't want to take shortcuts at this point. You still got to get the win right. You still got to do that extra thousand vertical gain to get on their level. You still have to make that big circle or sometimes you just got to back out because the wind's not right. And that's the important part is no wind to risk it for the biscuit. So for you guys listening that are into it, 
A lot of you've already burned your vacation, but some of you haven't. Some of you were smart and saved it for the last week of September. I think a lot of people don't do that, and the ones that do, I tip my hat to. I think it's, I think it's go time, and I think in some instances the elk rut's only getting better in that last week of September. My good friend Dirk Durham, man, he's killed a lot of bulls that last week of September, more than anyone I really know. In fact, he's notorious for getting it done those last couple days of September. I don't know what it is. I think it's kind of his mindset. There's something to his mindset where he just, I don't know how many bulls he's killed the last week of September, but it's a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, it seems like based on his observations, I mean, we should have got him on. The woods are a lot less crowded at that point. Um, a lot of people are just, they're just out of time. That's usually what it comes down to. Uh, so, or they're just burnout. <clears throat> Mentally, they they have a potential to be burnout, um, or they've gotten injured. I mean, there's a lot of things that they're not there in the woods hunting. The good news is, is the last day of a lot of elk seasons is Friday, September 30th. So that 26th through the 30th, man, like a lot of guys should be out of the woods. You should have them to yourself. So you will have no one to blame but yourself when you screw it up. So don't screw it up. I think the best bet for you is to hunt them pretty, pretty traditional. If you can get one to vocalize, call it in, get him to come out of his bed, get in close and do midday madness. If you can figure out some sort of pattern at this point to where they have their routine because the herd bull is interested in breeding at this point. This podcast is brought to you by NUMA Outdoors out of Texas. NUMA has been awesome to Elk Shape. They've been very supportive. I love the rain gear. I think it's probably the quietest on the market. Huge fan of the Palisade Puffy Pursuit Pant, Pathfinder Pant. They have merino wool base layers as well as synthetics. Check out NUMA Outdoors. Discount code ELKSHAPE20. Vortex Optics out of Wisconsin. This is a veteran-owned company. This is one of my favorite partners. Been working with them since 2010. Get yourself some Vortex Optics. 10 by 42s maybe a 65-85 millimeter spotter. Angled, in my opinion. Check out the Rangefinder line. They got a Razor 4000, a Viper 3000. They have all the options. They work. They stand behind their product. VIP warranty. If you break it, they'll fix it. And they're just a great company. Discount code ELK10 at eurooptic.com. When you buy anything from Vortex, take 10% off. Also, Vortex Wear, Elk Shape will get you 20% off their awesome hunting clothing lineup. Discount code Elk Shape will take 20% off Vortex Wear. That is the clothing I wear when I'm scouting, going on date night, or working out. So check that out. Vortex Optics, great partner. One of the most amazing companies and super proud to work with them. Check them out today. Onyx Hunt Elite Membership, 99 bucks, but... When you enter the discount code ELKSHAPE, it'll take 20% off and you get the best, most reliable, been in the game, the longest hunting app map, period. We're also going to get access to Hunting Fool, Top Rut, Hunt Reminder. And now the Elk Collective Onyx is a partner of mine. They also are the headline sponsor of ELKSHAPE Camp Season 2023, Year 5, brought to you by Onyx. And we're even doing a mini camp for elite members only in Spokane, my hometown. Me and MFJJ are going to put that on. Become a member Come to that camp or come to any camp. Trust me, download your maps ahead of time, e-scout from a desktop, and use Onyx. It's going to elevate your game. Buck Knives, out of Post Falls. My neighbor, I drive there to have the factory resharpen my knives prior to every elk season. I use a skinny knife. That 113 is money. I also like a deboning knife. I'm not a scalpel guy. I think those are for poking holes in bear hides, quite honestly. So check out Buck Knives. They've been in business for a hundred plus years. And if you want your knife sharpened, you can send them to the factory and they'll sharpen them and send them back to you. Buck Knives, all their products are made here in the U.S. and they make things possible here at Elk Shape. Matthews Archery, Sparta, Wisconsin, continuing to lead from the front with innovation and giving guys like me who 
aren't the best at archery, allowing us to be pretty darn confident in the field with their equipment. Right now, I'm running the V3X29 as my main hunting rig, and my backup is the V3X33. Super excited to put that thing to work this fall, and I hope you get a chance to check one out soon. Go to a local dealer near you. MagView. This is where you can get rid of your lousy digiscoping case. I'm not going to say other brands, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Those big bulky cases, put them away. MagView, it's all magnets. Keep the phone you have in the case that you already have or put the magnet on the back of your phone and rock and roll. And you can digiscope. It's seamless. It also provides a lens cover for your spotter. And you can even attach it to your binoculars and get some really crispy aeroflight flight footage or that big buck or bull that you want to get footage of. You can now do it in the field. So check out MagView and you can enter the discount code Elkshape. It'll save you a little bit of loot and be on your way. I don't think there's a ton of fighting going on this week. I think pecking order was well established back in the day. Bulls might even be broke up a little bit, broke off from fighting, but... You know, I've even seen kind of that last week where herd bulls run the herd, where herds start converging and getting bigger, and you'll have a couple of bull, bigger bulls running the show with multiple herds kind of converging into one, and that's kind of ideal as well. But I, I don't know if the bulls are as aggressive as they were the week before. They're definitely beat up. They're definitely worn out, and we're looking at kind of like that downtime almost that's going to lead up to that second estrus cycle whenever that happens. And that is a real thing in my experience. But honestly, I haven't spent a lot of time hunting the last week of September. Historically speaking, I can tell you last year we got done with New Mexico the 25th and we were driving home and I hadn't been home and I had a, a Washington elk in the hopper I had to get ready for. I didn't have a Montana tag. A year before that, uh, I think I was tagged. I had killed a couple bulls, and I had one more tag to go, but I wanted to spend time with family. Oh, no, I cut my cut my hand. That's what it was. And so I had to take that break, and so I didn't end up killing that third elk tail Montana in October. So, And then the year before that, I was pretty much – I did hunt the last week, and it was just bad weather where I had – non-stop non-stop rain in north idaho and um yeah it's just you can't control the weather and so i don't know i don't have a lot of insight i feel like to offer it's more of a mental game at this point it's mental gymnastics i think the bulls have like done their fighting and they're tired of getting beaten up by each other where if there's a potential that there's a hot cow they're gonna go after that hot cow like so if you're pretending you know Bust the decoy out, get your Montana decoy out, and sound like a hot cow. I feel like you have more of a chance of getting a bull to come in than if you're being aggressive and trying to bugle and call a bull in because you get your ass kicked so many times, you just don't want to keep getting beat up. Oh, yeah, or if you've kicked a lot of ass. You know, at this point, you're looking at hooking one hot cow and having her all to yourself and screw the rest of the herd. You know, a lot of big bulls do that, man. They're so hip to the game. They don't want to deal with an entire herd. They got one cow that's hot. They want to hook her and take her away from the herd and have them to self. And I've seen that happen in late September. And that's pretty cool because a lot of times the younger bulls will take over the herd. And they love it. I mean, they're feel, they're feeling froggy. Yeah. They're like, dude, I'm the man. And they're not. <laughs> There's not a hot cow in the herd. Yeah, they've but, already been bred. They're just yeah. hanging out with the ladies. Yeah. So... It just depends on kind of what's happened in your topography. I will tell you this. You ain't going to kill one from home. And you certainly ain't going to kill one moping uh, at camp. I mean, you got to be out there 
And I think this is like the one week that would take the most mental fortitude if you've been at it for an entire month. And you're looking at a Cinderella story where you go from zero to hero because you stay in the game. Yeah. So at this point, you're going to have to decipher what's going to be your best strategy given where you're at and what the elk are doing. And, and can you even locate elk and get into them? So the first thing always is make sure you're into elk every day. It's it's not – you're not killing elk if you're not into them. you got to be in close – as long as possible. The other thing is that these elk have been messed with. And so they may have figured out areas to live in that you wouldn't think because of the pressure. So you could be looking at potential crossing a river with an alpaca raft or literally getting your underwear and going and swimming across a river with your bow in the air to hunt these elk at this little niche area that everyone's driving past. I think into September is the elk have a program and the program has been dictated by the hunting pressure, but they've figured out how to make a living and it's your job to figure out that area. So I think finding elk at this point is going to be the most important step of the process and then executing at that point. What's the most obscure area that you found elk before that you were like, man, most people would have overlooked that. Did you get lucky? Did you hear a bugle from somewhere? To talk about what, what we're talking about this time of the year happened to us in New Mexico. So at, at this point, like I'm mad in, right now in the area that you're hunting, find like the deepest nasty Canyon that people aren't going to want to go to, or find like timber blow down, find like it's security. So it's not food and water anymore for the elk. It's getting away from people. So that's where the elk are going to be. But, um, this spot in, um, New Mexico, is the 24th and we set up a base camp and we have drove past this little trail probably 20 times by now and never told you i was gonna get mad and we're done um this day dan decided to go down with the camera guy to where he's seen elk we'd ran into elk before um he was down kind of in the flat area no dude i know i remember i went to a burn that's that right. I, yep. we hadn't checked yet because we were kind of out of places to find out. And I remember Hunter McWaters and I went to the burn area and immediately got into elk. And these elk, we had been driving by the entire eight days before because it was right off the road. It was the flattest topography possible. And it was burnt timber. There was nothing really growing but grass at the bottom. I mean, it was wide open. I never thought to hunt it. And those guys from Nevada who listened to this podcast had told me via text or inreach, have you checked the burn area? We've been getting into them every day. You should go. And that's what we did. Now, if you don't have guys from Nevada texting you important intel, I probably wouldn't have checked that burn. It was just too obvious. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're I'm into a bull and his cows. You, I don't know where you went, but you eventually got into where all the elk had finally figured out where they could go to get away from people, and you had a hell of a morning. Explain. Yep. Wilderness Athlete Discount Code ElkShape2022 takes 30% off your first purchase. Get a bundle of Hydrate, Recover, Energy, and Focus. The greens, you got to have those greens. You're not eating enough vegetables unless you're eating 10 salads a day. Backfill with a good multivitamin, some fish oil. Check out their entire lineup of meal replacements, protein powders, all in the name of Better Elk Hunting. This is not a marketing company. This is an actual supplement company. Quality brand. I've been with them since 2006. Great company. I stand 
stand behind them, I want you to as well. SpyPoint's got that new Flex Trail camera, man. Dual SIM. You can get transmissions regardless of the cell phone provider in your area. If it's AT&T or Verizon Tower, doesn't matter. It's going to send it to you. And the transmission plans are just that. It's all included. You don't have to have a cell phone or a monthly fee. You just download the SpyPoint app and start getting your images. They also have a bunch of affordable trail cameras that are not cellular. So where legal, utilize the app, pair it with their trail cameras, and you are good to go. I love trail cameras. They give me all the little information I'm looking for on animal behavior, animal densities, inventory on big bucks, big bulls, how many predators are in the area, and hopefully some sort of pattern that I can take advantage of as a bow hunter. Check out Spy Point today. If I were international, I'm a hoodlum through and through kind of guy for elk season, but I do have the hellbender. Love that for throwing trail cameras in or packing out elk. I keep the hellbender at the truck for when I, hopefully I get a big bull down. I can go pack it out with that. I can pack and will pack an elk out with the hoodlum. They also have an awesome lineup. The checkpoint bag is my laptop bag where I put all my camera gear when I travel. And they also have stuff for you whitetail guys like the Shape Charge. Check out Kafara International. They're a huge partner of Elk Shapes and they've supported us for several years. And I still think they make the best frame in the entire universe. Crispy Boots, Crispy Hunting, Crispy USA. Everything starts from the ground up. So pair your Crispies with some sheep feet. I have a discount code Elk Shape takes 10% off sheep feet. Crispy Boots, buy them at Black Ovis or anything else. Discount code Elk Shape takes 10% off. I am rocking the Laponia 2 and the new Colorados. And those are my one-two punch for elk hunting. Baku e-bikes, made for hunters by hunters. Discount code Elk Shape takes $300 off your first bike. Take that money and buy yourself a backup battery or a trailer so you can haul that precious elk meat out. Baku e-bikes out of Utah. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Coffee is life. I'm drinking coffee right now as I record this. Elk Shape is the discount code 15% off. The coffee club of the month. So you pick which coffee arrives to your doorstep and you decide how much coffee arrives to your doorstep. And you can also use that discount code if you want to pick up some BRCC swag, a coffee mug, or bags of coffee for presents. Whatever. It's a one-time use. Discount code Elk Shape 15% off. Smokewood. Fatty meat sticks. We are adding these to our arsenal of elk hunting. This is the most delicious meat stick in the entire world. My buddy Ryan, he founded Under Armour with the boys back in the day. He started this company. He wanted to make something that was sourced locally. So grass-fed beef, raised without antibiotics, no sugar, gluten-free, no nitrates added, no MSG added, like super clean, pure protein. I usually pack three or four sticks in my hunting pack. It's 20 grams per. It tastes awesome. It's Sweetwood Smokehouse Fatty. Check out the 3.0s. That's what we're rocking. Link in the show notes will get you a discount, 10% off your online purchase. Fatty meat sticks, they're awesome. So when we split up, I basically went back up the mountain. I pulled out my my phone, looked up on Onyx, and basically was like, where have we not been in this unit yet? Because we've covered like 90% of it. And there's this one spot that kind of was a canyon. I remember there being a trail in there. Um, that kind of just deaded, you know, it just went in maybe 200 yards and then it was dead end. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, we have been everywhere else. Might as well check this spot. So I got on the bike, rode all the way up there, parked. I got in probably 300 yards and it was the best sign that I've seen of the whole unit. So fresh rubs, fresh elk tracks, um, fresh elk shit went in and I started doing some cow calls and I had multiple bulls respond to me. And I instantly was like, this is like the best day that I've had so far. Went in, long story short, called a six point in to 40 yards, shot at that bull and hit a branch. My arrow went over the top of the bull. Um, I chased that bull. Basically, um, best morning that I've had. And I instantly knew this is the best spot in this unit. If we're going to get it done, it's going to get done here. And instead of like getting pissed and being mad about missing that bull. I jumped on my bike, came down and tried to find you guys. This spot, you don't have cell service. So there's like a little pond out in the middle of nowhere, this water tank where you get cell service. So I go out to this spot, 
text you, try to figure out where you are. On my way back, I run into three ladies that are like dehydrated out in the desert that don't have water. Go back to our base camp, get them water. Then I come and find you and Hunter and tell you basically how my morning went. And we kind of come up with a game plan and we head right back up into that spot. And as soon as we got in there, less than 30 minutes, we had bulls responding. Yeah, and it was awesome. And I'm getting my shots and not executing, and uh, that burns. But still, that was the last legal day of our hunt. It was the 25th. It was the back end, and the elk were still like, there's still a herd bull. There's still cows, and there were still satellites, and they still were really hip to sexual things. They were really interested in breeding, and um, we took advantage. And, dude, both of us got shots yeah. on the same day in the most overlooked obscure so close to the road it's not even funny so what we're trying to say is these elk have been messed with these elk have figured out where they can go to not get messed with and i can tell you both instances that day were places i never would have gone because they're just right off the road but because we did that we i mean i was in elk two different spots and uh, that's the key to the last week of september is figuring out, studying maps, where are elk going to go? Where's the pressure going to come from? What's the most obvious path of least resistance where a guy can drive his truck, four-wheeler, ATV, side-by-side, dirt bike, e-bike, bicycle, get off of it, and walk in to elk day in and day out? What, where are those elk going to go where no one's going to – and I'm telling you, it's – it's pulling over on the middle of nowhere side of a road that no, like there's hardly a spot to park your truck and crossing some sort of land feature where it's like maybe it's cliffed out, but there's a side hill route or maybe it's a creek or a river <clears> or just blow down hell. But if you get through it all, that's where the elk are at. And if you're not into elk, you're not going to kill elk, especially that last week. Yeah. And a good strategy, you know, looking back is find those roads, find those main trail systems, grab your pack and your bow and pick a little drainage or pick a direction that you think that the elk are possibly going to be and hike not even half a mile. Like go back a quarter of a mile and just try to find fresh sign. So if you find fresh rubs, you know, fresh tracks, then, hey, you have something. But if you go back and you're not finding anything, back out, get back on your bike, go to the next spot and just work that system until you find where the elk are and, you know, you could go back and do some calling, but just try to get them located. So if you can find elk that late in September, that's how you're going to kill elk because they have been pressured, they have been called to, and they're trying to survive. So they're in their sanctuary spots that are going to be hard to get to. They might not be far away from the trail, but they're in spots where, like, the most people don't want to go there. Yeah. My last story, I, I try to include stories because stories are st- storytelling's hard. And storytelling is what can really get people to like learn lessons. And so this last story is a time in the 2000s where I had killed an elk with a bow and I had killed another elk with a bow. So I was out of tags and I remember it was still late, late September, last week in September. And once again, this is a spot that is really close to a paved highway and a dirt national forest road. And I, for whatever reason, had like a pile of trail cameras. These are not great trail cameras back in the day, but trail cameras. I had my dog. It was a boxer dog. Like a, His name was Leo. 
and we were going to hang cameras for whitetails in the mountains, like whitetails. And it was in Idaho, and I was I had an Idaho uh, deer tag, and I wanted to start getting set up for the November rut. And so I was just really in this kind of whitetail spot, like, you know, river bottom, kind of a nice gentle ridge that goes up to some dark timber, some good feeding features. And I bet I was at most 200 yards from my truck. And I found a wallow. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I bet. And I didn't even, like, I, there was some elk sign or whatever, but I was looking for whitetail rubs. I was looking for community scrapes. I was looking for, I'm, I'm in whitetail mode. And I hear a freaking bugle. And I'm like, no way. This is awesome. And with my dog, I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I'm hanging a camera at this wallow. And I'm thinking whitetail use it. You know, and maybe some elk. And I hear another bugle. It's a different bull. And it was closer. And I was like, this is crazy. And I remember I'm like, well, I don't have any elk calls with me. But it'd be cool to bugle at them. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I rake this tree. And these elk are only a couple hundred yards away. But they're up kind of on the ridge a little bit. So I just grab the biggest stick. And I start beating the ever-living crap out of this tree. No bugle. And the bull that was closest literally cut the distance in half and sent out like a death bugle, like just dragon. And I was like, oh, I just keep raking. Long story short, this bull spends no time and gets right in on us and at 10 yards pops out full display. So when I say display, he turns his body sideways to us and is just head back, walking very slow, showing off his rack to a guy not wearing camo, wearing shorts and a T-shirt, and his dog. I don't know how that dog didn't bark. I don't know why that dog didn't, like, growl. That dog just stood there motionless, and this bull, this 800-pound animal, is just displaying right in front of us. And I can hear the other bull in the background bugling. And that day right there taught me a valuable lesson that you don't have to bugle to get bulls to come in, especially timber bulls. Maybe not you know your southwest bulls, but like where the bulls really like to rake and rub trees, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Washington. Raking is so overlooked. I think people think the bugle too, but I often think maybe, you know, I don't know if elk can decide between a real bugle or not. But there are days where I think they can. How do you decide between a real raking of a tree and, and, and a non-real raking? You can't. It's impossible. It's a clean, <clears throat> safe bet. And so put that in your pocket, back pocket, a bag of tricks to rake only. And don't get caught raking. And just know that when you rake, they rake. And you may end up playing this game of, well, I'm going to beat this tree up. Well, I'm going to come up and beat this tree up. Well, eventually that bull, will. it's like they're building courage as they rake and they're getting, they're filling their oats. And at some point they're going to like feel confident enough to step out and show themselves. And they may even bark bugle at you. Know the difference. Know that that means show yourself. And if you don't have a call with you, you're kind of screwed. Maybe practice that bark bugle back and where you say, no, you show you, you show yourself. And eventually that bull may step out and you never even had to give away your location. And, uh, you might just rake a bull in. And 200 yards from a paved road, 200 yards from a forest road, again, in an obscure spot where the elk have been pressured and they've moved to. So, guys, we don't have a lot to say about the last week other than it's just a mental approach. Jake, give them one little bit of a, this is your motivational speech for your last week because September's so short and the off season's so long. 
Um, what I'd say is if you guys have hunted all month and this is the last week and this is like you're, you're bringing it home all or nothing, you guys have put in so much work to get to this point where, you know, your, your body is feeling it at this point. And at this time, like you need to like dig down deep. You got to pull all the stops out and you got to put in 110%. So go to those spots that you haven't been to yet. Go to the spots that you haven't checked off the list and find elk. So like your mission at this point is to find elk. You might not have to call them. You might do the raking thing. You might do the spot and stock thing, but you need to find elk every day. So if you're at base camp and it's daylight, you failed. Like you need to be in the woods finding elk. Whether it is in night, in the morning, during the middle of the day, like don't be back at camp. Don't be catching up on your sleep. Like this is all or nothing. You got one week left to hunt and you need to punch that tag. You need to bring some meat home. But it it's not all about going out and shooting a bull. If your guys' mission is getting within 20 yards and calling a bull in, maybe you've never called a bull in, like figure out what your goal for this season is and make sure you get that box checked, whether it's bringing meat home or getting in range of a bull or calling in a bull. We want you guys to check that box and we want you guys to give it 110%. So don't be at camp, be in the woods, find elk every day. Well said. And I think lastly, you have 11 months to regret a decision that you didn't understand that you were going to regret. So let me give an example would be 30 minutes of daylight. You get a bull to answer. He's in the bottom and you question whether or not you even have enough time to get down there. And you know, the chances are slim. He may hang up when you get down there. And then you have that giant walk of shame out in the dark. And I'm telling you right now, I'd rather have you go for it, risk it for the biscuit, and have zero regrets than spend 11 months wondering, what if I'd gone after that bull on that day? I don't want you to want like to spend 11 months wondering, what if I had zigged and should have zagged? Because you know, you're not going to make the correct decisions most of the time. But when you do, that's when you're going to potentially get a shot opportunity. But I don't want you sitting there regretting anything that you didn't go for like you have to go for it you have to send it and even if it doesn't seem really logical trust me when you're back at home inside your 70 degree house with running water a toilet to sit on a hot shower and all the food you could ever want in that fridge you're gonna sit there and wonder why didn't I go for it and I don't want you to have that because that's turmoil I've been there I've done that and I don't want you to have any regrets this year. So give it everything you got. That's all it takes. Appreciate guys' support. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Elk Shape Camps 2023. Whether you are a brand new elk hunter, a seasoned veteran, or somebody in between who's maybe intermediate, you've had some success, but quite not the consistent success, consider coming to an Elk Shape Camp in 2023. Five locations. Four 
three-day camps, one two-day camp. I'll break it down. Phoenix, Arizona, January 20th to the 22nd. We'll actually be at Wilderness Athlete HQ. My entire squad will be there. Stonewall, Texas, March 3rd through the 5th. That's outside of Austin. That's going to be a phenomenal camp. We did it last year. That's one of the best facilities we've ever had. It's the basically the NUMA owner lets us invade their ranch. It's a great experience for everyone. Speaking of ranches, Julian Ranch, just outside of San Diego, California, March 31st through April 2nd. Then back to Vortex Edge in Bartonville, Wisconsin, April 14th through the 16th. And last but not least, we're going to do an exclusive elite member only from Onyx two-day mini camp in Green Acres, Washington. MFJJ, myself, and the boys, June 17th through the 18th. Pre-sale starts August 1st. Lock in your rate, get set up for camp, and set yourself up for future success. I hope you plan on elk hunting for the rest of your life. I know I certainly do. Early bird starts 9-1, September 1st. Regular registration starts November 1st. And for you slowpokes, late registration starts January 1st, 2023. All our camps involve you getting exposed at what you're weak at and getting a blueprint for how to mitigate that and make it a straight. Whether it's your calling, it's your fitness, it's your nutrition, it's your shot execution, it's your shot process, it's your equipment, it's your tuning, it's your e-scouting, it's your tactics. Whatever it might be, we're going to figure out a blueprint for you. Whatever's getting in the way of you finding success, we're going to help you crush, smash that learning curve and produce consistent success year in and year out. I hope to meet you and your friends at Oak Shape Camp 2023.